Welcome to the Management Insights Podcast Series hosted by McGraw-Hill. My name is Debbie Clare, the Executive Marketing Manager for our management portfolio. Today's topic, three ways to engage students and enrich your Principles of Management course. Our guest, Alina Abrayeva from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. How are you today? Good. Thank you, Debbie. We are thrilled to have you joining us on this exciting topic. Tell us a little about yourself. Debbie, I'm an associate professor of practice at the Department of Management at the College of Business at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And I have uh, more than three, uh, three decades of experience teaching management classes. So I became an online expert. So I was one of the early pioneers to start teaching online classes. And currently I'm teaching uh, a massive introduction to management class, then also on campus international management class and also three uh, online MBA classes. Excellent. Well, let's dig in. As I understand, you incorporate a variety of McGraw-Hill's Connect assignments in your Principles of Management course, but like any course, it's important that you put your own thumbprint also um, by incorporating additional resources. And I know that folks are going to be thrilled to learn three best practices that you're going to share with us on how you can enrich your Principles of Management course. So can you start first by talking a little bit about the idea of incorporating the power of your alumni into your class? Um, yes, Debbie. So this class, uh, a massive introduction to management class online on asynchronous, I volunteered to teach it right after pandemic started. And it was an interesting journey. I was very uh, assured that we have a fantastic uh, homework platform with McGraw-Hill with Connect. And I use uh, 15 chapters from the textbook. I also use uh, mini simulations, self-assessments, uh, hot seats, and students really enjoy all of these various elements of the course. However, if you only go with uh, what Connect provides us as instructors, that's not enough because uh, students uh, believe that this course uh, is impersonal or very standardized. So they uh, review and view classes that have a very strong uh, instructor generated content more favorably. And so one of the assignments that I decided to add to the course is to record 10 videos with our alumni, the best as most successful leaders and managers. And what I decided to do is that I asked, actually asked them how in their day-to-day -day work do they experience the very same four management principles that are uh, featured in the course. So ask them, how do they experience planning function? How do they experience organizing function? How do they experience leadership function and also a control function? So that each of these 10 interviews follows the structure of the textbook. But the beauty of this uh, approach and this assignment 
is that students hear all of these stories and individual experiences from our own uh, very successful alumni. I also actually ask students then to write in their reflections. So they write 10 short reflections consisting of three short paragraphs. And so I ask them, first of all, which two management functions have really opened up their eyes and really helped them to understand this management function better after this, each of the recorded interviews. Then another question that I asked is, what are the two leadership qualities that these leaders possess uh, that are evident from each of the videos? And then finally, I also asked uh, these leaders to give students a couple of hints and uh, interview tips, hiring tips, so they can be more successful in finding a great job. And so students write three uh, paragraphs and uh, that it can also be very, that, that can be done very efficiently because um, these video reflections have one uh, deadline by the end of the semester. So you don't have to grade them uh, you know, one by one, you can grade them in one set after the deadline. So it's a very efficient approach to grading. Um, even if it's a very big class, it's very doable to uh, grade these uh, you know, three short paragraphs for each of the interviews. Out of curiosity, how did you select the alumni and, and what type of network were you able to devise to actually get them to be willing to do something like this for you? That is a very interesting question. I actually have uh, two networks. One network are my frequent on-campus speakers, so very seasoned and experienced managers and leaders. But I also have um, a great network of my former MBA students who are much younger, much more, you know, um, kind of innovative. They are at the growing stage in their careers. And so when, when I approached, you know, some of, some of the best ones, none of them said, no, I actually had more opportunities than I needed the videos. So that is a great way to leverage your MBA network. Well, and I love the fact that, uh, you know, this is something that's ongoing. So you'll have folks and, and fresh blood that's coming in on a regular basis with these alumni. Yes, yes. And it's plenty They're paying of it forward. Mm -hmm. And plenty of industries. Like, for example, I inter uh, interviewed the manager from Amazon, uh, then uh, Georgia Pacific, NASA, you name it, several local businesses here in Lincoln, Spreetail, Huddle, you name it. We have a great variety of alums to interview. No, that's awesome. Now, I also understand that you use small group Zoom office hours to kind of increase your instructor presence with your students. Can you share more of those tips as well? Yes, Debbie. So when, uh, when we have an online asynchronous class, U.S. Department of Education has now a new requirement where uh, there are greater need for instructor presence and more uh, direct interaction with, with students. And so what I decided to do three times a week, I meet for one hour 
with small groups of students, maybe 10 to 15 students. And what I do there is uh, I ask them to introduce themselves to talk about their uh, major, their hobbies, where they're from, their passions. Then the second question I ask is, you know, what was this one learning resource in the class that they really enjoy and benefit from? And it's very interesting um, that what, what happens that some students say that they really enjoyed smart books because they have very good inbuilt multiple choice questions. Some students say that they enjoy uh, self-assessments. Some students say that they enjoy mini simulations. Some students say that they enjoy hot seats. But more recently, I also see a lot of students who, are, who say that they enjoy these digital story reflections or alumni interviews. They also enjoy this living your best life journal. And so I see a very good mixture, probably half and half, when they enjoy both the uh, connect content as well as um, you know, the content that I included for to enrich the class and that connects them to Nebraska, connects them to the school. And so I, I think that it is a very good uh, sign that class works well when you have uh, students addressing and enjoying uh, different parts of the class and different assignments in the class. And also, so a third question that we discuss is that students read a story about Gary Cohen, who, um, who used to be an advisor to President Trump and one of the uh, executives at Goldman Sachs. And so it's a networking story where he jumps into a taxi with an executive from Wall Street and he uses this one hour to go to the airport to land himself an interview and start working you know, at Wall Street. And so students uh, really share their comments about this short story and they say how they're amazed that Gary was not afraid of uh, failure. He was not, um, you know, he was very entrepreneurial. He was very ambitious. And so then uh, students share their own networking stories. And so my point in discussing this story is to communicate to students that it's not all about classes and homework and grades, but it's about them becoming a leader uh, showing their social influences, social influence, developing these social influence skills, and starting to develop their own strategic network. And, and students really enjoy these uh, Zoom hours because they learn something that they cannot learn just from the textbook. Well, it's all hands-on and they're hearing these great stories and then they're thinking, how can I apply that to my personal lives, right? Because they do need to be entrepreneurial and network. I mean, having a degree is awesome, but you're competing with a lot of other students in that same realm. So how are you going to differentiate yourself? Yes. And sometimes students say, we don't know what to do yet. We have not decided you know, where to apply to for an internship or job. And I usually tell them that, guys, the best way to learn where you belong is to talk with professionals because they're going to tell you stories. They're going to give you some lessons. They're going to describe some opportunities 
that exist in one industry or another. So the more you talk, the more you reach out, the better the better your career will be. And uh, so I, they really enjoy that lesson that it's kind of more personal in a small group setting. And they also learn from each other. They uh-huh. hear what other students like about the course. So that, and I'm also getting a great feedback of what works, what doesn't work in the course. Well, I love these two techniques so far. And then you alluded early in our conversation about self-reflection. How can faculty incorporate self-reflection writing assignments into their course as well? Self-reflection is actually one of our learning objectives at our college. And I thought, you know, from my experience teaching introduction to management students for many uh, years, I concluded that uh, self-reflection will be a very good assignment to include into the course. And so what I do there, I ask students each week, uh, once a week, to write down five positive events that happened to them during that uh, week. And a lot of students say that uh, we really enjoy that assignment because we don't have time to process that something positive happened. And because they do it once a week, uh, it's actually a repeated practice. So then they, they're able to uh, kind of develop that neuroplasticity and change their mind uh, from uh, you know seeing the negative things to seeing positive things. And uh, it is very beneficial to them, although they uh, initially might have a negative reaction to this uh, assignment and think that it's maybe not valuable, but later on realize that it was valuable. And so, um, Another uh, part of this self-reflection, again, it's a very short journal, very short uh, assignment. The second question is to write a thank you note to somebody. And some of them write these thank you notes to their parents, uh, friends, or, you know, coworkers, classmates. And I recently actually, out of curiosity, I asked during my Zoom hour, how many of you not only wrote that thank you email, but actually sent it. And so to my uh, surprise, uh, Debbie, none of them sent it. So that means that they're still- You're kidding me. They're doing it for them for an assignment, but they're not actively networking yet. And so then actually I tell them a story about one student from my class who wrote a thank you note to his boss thanking him for giving uh, the student a more complex assignment. And so guess what? This student actually received the job offer uh, from the same boss. So that thank you note obviously worked, but my students, of course, being younger, they don't make made that the connection yet. And then uh, the third uh, paragraph or the third por- portion of this self-reflection is to describe one uh, networking contact they made in a week. And so it might be their classmate, it might be their teacher, it might be somebody at work. Uh, and so then uh, the, the way we administer this self-reflection, uh, living your best life journal, is that we only grade it once by the end of the semester. And so students are adding content week by week but we 
only graded once, so it's very efficient in a class with more than 370 students. So uh, all of these assignments, they are uh, very efficient in terms of organization. So they're not adding an extra amount of grading on faculty shoulders. So th that's also uh, an important consideration in a, in a massive class. And this can be done in an online environment. This can be done in face-to-face, -face, all of these techniques, correct? Absolutely. Like, for example, this video interviews. For example, a faculty wants to teach a human resource management class. So a faculty can ask uh, these alumni or other, you know, uh, the speakers, uh, she or Kihan uh, can ask these speakers, you know, how do you do recruiting? How do you do uh, evaluation? How do you do, you know, all uh, training? So it might be completely applied to any management or even marketing course. So it can be used uh, across the variety of disciplines and uh, different or sizes. How do you handle the great resignation right now, right? <laughs> yeah, so you, you can do that uh, for uh, any type uh, of class and also like even self-reflection uh, journal can be adjusted to the discipline and uh, the questions that are asked might reflect the nature of the, of the specific discipline. Well, I think you've given us a variety of different activities and I love the personalization, right? And so the students see that you're, you have leaders from the different um, companies and organizations that they can relate to. You have the outlet that they can have these Zoom meetings with you. And then they get that personal self-reflection. I always think nowadays that we need to think about being grateful every day, even it's one thing to be grateful for. And it's interesting that you said a lot of the students didn't actually um, send the information. I hope that with the stories that you're giving them now that they're, they're acting on it more um, from that standpoint. Yes, I also for sure uh, hope so. And I usually tell students that, you know, we recently built a new building, $85 million. And most of the people who gave the money uh, to build to construct the building were not necessarily A students, but they were, uh, you know, very great leaders who networked and found their best opportunities. And, and probably it was because of networking and because of their uh, engagement with people and colleagues and, uh, you know, uh, outside audience. I was going to say communication skills are paramount so that we can help train students to have those fundamental career readiness skills so that they can land those jobs. And I love all the techniques that you've introduced. Um, as we close, are there any last words of advice that you have to your peers that may want to incorporate some of these great techniques into their principles of management course? One thing that I can recommend what I did and students, uh, say that they enjoy video lectures in the class. And so I know that the textbook is phenomenal and I, I'm very grateful to Angela Kinicki and McGraw Hill for uh, preparing uh, the textbook and also preparing all of the homework. But what I did, I actually asked our uh, faculty members at our department and also some of our university leaders to record uh, lecture segments. So altogether, I have 18 professionally recorded uh, video lectures in 
in addition uh, to the textbook. So that also enriches, uh, enriches the content of the class. Oh, that's great. Well, um, Alina, I thank you so much for your time today. To our listeners, please check back for future podcasts and share with your colleagues and spread the word. Why? Because learning changes everything.